0: This is Westlake Basketball. Westlake Basketball is presented by Number Nine Productions and powered by the Westlake Chef Club. Westlake Basketball is brought to you by Independence Title, Plains Capital Bank, Elite Heating and Air, Covert Auto Group, CryoFit, Recovery and Wellness, and presented by Austex, Benson de Elticon, Wealth Management, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, Hendrick Auto Group, the Belger Insurance Agency, and brought to you by Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology, and Dr. Mike Johnson, Cricket Shirts, Vaqueros, Cafe and Cantina, Amagee Bank, Texas Honey Ham, Steam Team, White Glove Storage and Delivery. Cat Creek Burger Company. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. And by Mighty Fine Burgers, Fries, and Shakes. Here's Joe Taylor.
1: We welcome you inside Johnson High School here in Buda for Johnson and Westlake. Johnson out of San Antonio, and yes... Let's queue up all the diehard jokes while we can. Johnson is playing Westlake at Johnson, two different schools, obviously two different cities, but one thing is for certain the Johnson Jaguars pose a very large threat to the Westlake Chaparrals here in the third round of the playoffs in the region quarterfinals. Good evening, I'm Joe Taylor, joining you live here from Johnson High School for the region quarterfinal here in Region 4 as Westlake takes on the Johnson Jaguars. When we come back after this quick timeout, you'll hear from head coach Robert Lucero right after this. This is Westlake Basketball.
2: When you buy or sell a piece of property, it helps to have a friend in the business. Independence Title will pick up the ball on your transaction and take it across the goal line. Independence is locally owned right here in Austin with deep roots in the Westlake community. Independence is also the Austin Business Journal's number one title company. Work with a home team at Independence Title. Call 329 5299 or go to
3: independence.title.com.
4: <laughs>
1: We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake basketball. Our apologies here as our interview is a little bit late coming up, but we will definitely uh, have that for you. My conversation a bit earlier this afternoon as Westlake arrived on the campus of Johnson High School here at Buda, we caught up with Robert Lucero. Visiting with headman 's basketball coach Robert Lucero as we shoot around with Robert Lucera before the uh, region quarterfinal. Round three coach here with uh, the Johnson Jaguars on the floor of the Johnson Jaguars and I always feel like we're kind of going to quote diehard Hard a lot tonight. Agent Johnson and Agent Johnson. Oh, yeah. But when we have the opportunity to talk about your ball club, we've talked about how unselfish they've managed to stay this entire season. We obviously know that KJ Adams is the focal point. That's what Johnson is looking at. But what do you see from the Jaguars coming out of San Antonio as one of the best teams in the San Antonio area in 6A?
4: Uh, well, they got they got some guards that can score. Uh, number 12 is a really good player. Um, kind of um, can shoot it, but really shoot it against the rim as well. Uh, they'll play him on the point and off the ball. Then they have another guard, number three, is a, actually a football uh, player that's committed to Sam Houston State, uh, but he shoots the ball well and he gets to the rim, a little bit uh, stockier uh, guard, um, and, and he'll, he'll post up some as well. Uh, and then number 22, um, he's really lightning quick, gets to the basket. I think he averages around 10 as well. Um, doesn't shoot it as well as the other guys. Um, and then they have another guard, 11, that comes off who shoots the ball about 40% from the three-point line. Um, and a big that, he kind of reminds me of Preston from our team. Uh, he really rebounds the ball well. Uh, he shoots threes at a, a pretty good clip. Uh, really works and rebounds. Uh, has pretty good pop in his legs. Um, not, not a real big team uh, imposing size wise, uh, but they do a good job with their coach of kind of moving the pieces around and looking for mismatches and looking for some ISO stuff um, uh, to try to attack another team's uh, uh, mismatch that they, that they have.
1: One of the things that we've talked about as the year has gone on and as the playoffs have commenced is really this uh, buy-in on the defensive side of the ball, especially on the offensive glass as well. Two areas that obviously don't come with a lot of stats and a lot of, uh, I would say, flash, but two areas that you know that are metrics to winning basketball games and and we talked about that metric of 16 offensive rebounds if you would coach dive a little deeper into that because i think it's a really important stat to understand we've talked about it the first two playoff games but really defensive rebounding is one thing but offensive offensively getting those second and third chance points we've seen Westlake really succeed especially in the area championship two days ago
4: yeah i think one of the things that if we can get 16 offensive rebounds in a game one of the things that it shows is that we're taking uh, predictable shots that we know to go rebound and crash. Uh, so if it's just um, uh, a shot like out of the blue that we haven't worked or we haven't practiced, then guys don't know to go rebound or to get back. But there are certain shots, like if the ball goes into the post and we have a matchup, we know that the post is going to uh, you know, try to score in there. If he kicks it out and it's a wide open three or a pass pass three or uh, three off of penetration uh, or it's one of our guys that shoots the ball well, then, then we know to rebound and that so that 16 helps with, the predict, with showing that we're, having, uh, that we're getting good uh, shots. It also shows that we're working the defense and putting them into rotation where they're not matched up with us. Um, and so if they're not matched up because we were done a good job on the dribble or uh, uh, they're doubling the post, then we have a better chance to rebound it. Um, and then the third thing that it really helps us with is um, our transition defense. Because if you're getting 16 offensive rebounds, then it's, the other team's not going to be able to run at you uh, because they're so worried about boxing you out. So it has the ability to also slow down the other team's transition. So I think those are the things that really helps us with.
1: We've talked about the matchup problems that Kendall Dow is going to face for Johnson because he does have that ability to get to the rim. He does have the ability around the rim. A lot of the times when you see a leading scorer on a team, it really depends on the opponent that they're playing and how active they're going to be able on the dribble drive. We saw with Corey Jackson on Thursday that he was not allowed to do that because of the defensive prowess. But we've also seen a willingness to be physical, not just down low, but on the perimeter. And we've really seen the defensive play of guys like Blake Neal, and Jaden Greathouse off the bench that really gives you an opportunity at the 2 and the 3 to play exceptional defense and shut down the dribble drive. Is that something that you're preparing for tonight?
4: Yeah, we have to with these guys and because um, they'll ISO uh, 12, they'll ISO 3, they'll ISO uh, number 22, number 11, uh, even number 1 um, if they think they have a good matchup. And so um, they don't just like... Call it out, you know, it kind of hidden within uh some of the stuff that they run. So we have to be prepared that when those guys have the ball, knowing that they're clearing out space for them to attack the basket. And then we have to we just can't foul. You know, like they drive in there, show your hands, be big, make them take a tough two without uh getting letting them get to the foul line.
1: Final thought, coach. We've talked about the leadership from this ball club, obviously coming from KJ and obviously coming from Ian Moat. But we really saw some leadership from the juniors, you know, Mm -hmm. guys like Nakari that turned in 12 points and and really had a physical game down low. What is that process like when you have uh, your juniors and and some of your guys that come off the bench really accept their role and and know it so well that they can be successful and they're not worried about how much playing time they're getting?
4: Yeah, well, yeah, leadership comes in a bunch of different forms. Uh, You can have uh, vocal leadership. Uh, You know, I think uh, in the locker room we have some guys that are older that are more vocal leaders. Uh, they might say things, you know, put something in the group text to help motivate the team. Uh, but, but, like, true leadership is when you do your job also and you sacrifice for the team and you're not, like, you don't care about the credit. And I think guys like, uh, you know, Connor and, and P. In that junior class, uh, you know, you go all the way down to some of the seniors that that just do their job every day, uh, regardless of playing time. I think that's leadership. So, uh, yeah, vocal leadership, and then you have those that they do it by example. And we have several guys on this team that do it by example.
1: Coaches, always thanks for the time and good luck. Thank you. Again, that's the shoot around with Robert Lucero coming up next on the Independence Title pregame show. We'll have the starting lineups in the tip-off. Live from Johnson High School in Buda, it's Westlake Choosing and the right Johnson financial. Of San Antonio for the region quarterfinal. This is Westlake basketball. Choosing the right financial institution has become a challenge in the greater Austin area. What services can I get? What's the best move for me? The best move for Westlake is Plains Capital Bank. They work here, they live here, and they raise their families right here in Westlake. They're committed to Westlake athletics. They've got the big bank tools with community bank service. Go to plainscapital.com or simply stop by the Westlake branch located just behind the shops at Mira Vista on Bee Caves just west of Mopac. Plains Capital Bank, working for Westlake right here in Westlake.
3: For over 100 years, the Covert's have sold over 1 million cars in Chevy and GMC trucks. We take a lot of pride in that. Hi, I'm Jenny Covert, and to be the leader, you have to offer more. We offer five convenient service locations for you to choose from. And of course, the famous low covert price. No matter where you shop, no matter what you've been offered, the coverts will beat it. It's just that simple. We want to be your car dealer. Let us prove it. Covert Chevrolet Buick and GMC, Highway 71 in Bastrop.
1: Back to live coverage of Westlake basketball. Joe Taylor joining you live from Johnson High School in Buda. Westlake and Johnson out of San Antonio in District 28-6A, a 17-2 ball club, 10-1 on the season. And remember, District 28-6A had a run of shutdowns, and they had to opt for a conference-style playoff at the end of the season instead of a second-round district matchup. But this is a team that went 10-1, lost the championship game of that district tournament to Clark, and that was the only blemish. In fact, one of just two losses on the entire season. Again, the other loss in a non-district action. But Jake Heller has this team primed for a uh, good run here at uh, Westlake with the opportunity to take a look at the uh, starting lineups. We do so first for the visiting Jaguars. Royal Mann, a 6'1'' senior point guard, averaging just under three points per ball game, will start at at guard. Shane Johnson, the 6'4'' senior off the football team, plays forward. Kendall Dow, the team's top scorer, averaging just over 19 points per ballgame and shooting 39% from beyond the arc. He's a 6'1 junior guard. Mitch Iden, 6'5 senior, getting the opportunity to play in the post, averaging just under 10 points per ballgame, a 29% shooter from beyond the arc, averaging two offensive rebounds per ballgame, and rounding out... The starting lineup it'll be Joseph Taylor, the six foot three senior point guard, averaging just under ten points per ball game, shooting 17 percent from beyond the arc. That is a key stat to keep in mind, as it'll be Man Johnson, Dow, Iden, and Taylor the starting lineups for the Johnson Jaguars. For the Westlake Chaparrells, it'll be Cade Mankel, six five senior guard, KJ Adams, six foot seven senior guard. He also plays the forward as well. Ian Moat running the point at six foot seniors. And Blake Nielsen, 6'2", senior guard. And Preston Clark, 6'6", six six junior forward. It'll be K.J. Adams to jump it with Mitch Iden, the tallest player on the team for the starters. Westlake, the home team in this neutral site. They wear the white jerseys with the blue numerals trimmed in red. The blue piping down the side and on the waistband of the jerseys and shorts with Westlake in red and block print down the side. Shaps and block print across the front. And Westlake will move right to left, and they control the tip. Mankel to the top of the arc to K.J. Adams as we are underway here from Johnson High School in Buda. Not a home game for Johnson. They are still the Jaguars, so it's very familiar territory here. Mankel trying to find Preston Clark in the corner. Cross-court pass over to Blake Nielsen, back over to Moat. Still looking. Now Nielsen back over to the top, and they'll reset. Good first 30 seconds of defense here for the Johnson Jaguars. Now a quick pop to the corner for Ian Moat, and Moat drills it. Beautiful job there by Ian Moat getting clear. Good look on the set there from Preston Clark with a heck of an assist. And Westlake is on the board with their first three-pointer. Now on the other end, it's Joseph Taylor driving to the baseline. Into the corner here to Shane Johnson. Johnson back over the top to Kendall Dow. Dow elevating from a three-point shot, and he buries it. Nice looking shot there from the right wing, and we're tied. Kendall Dow Showing you why he averages 19 points per ball game. Also why he's almost a 40% shooter from beyond the arc. Ian Moat on the left wing, into the post to Preston Clark. Now back over to the corner to Nielsen, looking for some room baseline, doesn't have it. Kicks it back out to Ian Moat at the top of the arc here with 6.42 to play. Good defense here in this zone look for Johnson. Now Nielsen looking to drive into the paint, now kicks it back out to the right wing. Back out to Nielsen, to Mankel, into the corner to Moe. Now going up tall with the shot in the paint is K.J. Adams. Adams just letting that ball finger roll off his tip, and he lays it in for an easy bucket at the front end of the glass. 5-3 Westlake. First two points to the ball game for K.J. Adams, who had 28 points in Thursday night's win in the area championship. Driving in is Shane Johnson. Who puts up a wild shot with the left hand. It's no good off the front iron. Now transition opportunity here for Westlake. And... Moat will slow things down, kick it back out to K.J. Adams with six minutes to play. Now Moat's come loose from three-point land. He buries the three, and he's fouled. Count the buckets for Mo. Incredible shot as he let it go, then hit the deck as he was fouled. Count the shot, and he'll shoot the and one for a very rare four-point play opportunity. shot is up for Moe he does not make it but rebound offensively for Preston Clark now step back jump shot here from the top of the left elbow for KJ Adams and he turns it into a 5 point possession as he gets the rebound off Moe's miss on the free throw and he's Preston Clark gets the rebound and KJ gets the bucket 10-3 Westlake a 7 point lead Letting it fly from the left wing is Shane Johnson. That shot, no good. Rebound, Westlake, into the front court here for Moat. Moat trying to dribble drive, kicks it over here to Mankel. Mankel thinks about the shot. Cross court pass on the left wing to KJ. Now it frees up Nielsen in the corner. Nielsen for three. That shot, no good. Johnson with the rebound. Shane pulls it down and gets it into the front court to Kendall Dow. I believe Kendall was the one that picked up the foul. Now he's driving in, kicks it over here to the corner. That three pointer off the mark and now trying to collect the rebound. Taylor got in the mix there and tipped it out of bounds. Westlake ball. So, so far, so good for the Westlake Chaparrales. As K.J. drives into the paint, now kicks it over to Mankel. Mankel for a three-point shot in the corner, and that one is good. And the Shaps are red hot from the field. That is a ten-point lead here for the Westlake Chaparrales as Johnson... Struggling early on here to find room for a shot. Now an NBA-long three-point shot here for Johnson, and Mankel fouls him, So he'll have a shot at three free throws as Mankel picks up his first personal foul. That's the first team foul for Westlake. So a foul apiece with 4.40 to play here in the opening quarter. Westlake with a 10-point advantage, 13-3. First shot is up and good. For Shane Johnson. Johnson again a 31% shooter from the out from beyond the arc, averaging just under 14 points per ball game at 13.8 in the 2021 campaign. Drills the second shot. So only one field goal here in the opening three and a half minutes of play for Johnson. Three straight free throws, though, for Shane Johnson. And now he and Kendall Dow are the offense. Six points here in the first. Three and a half minutes of the game. Mankel hands it off here to KJ. KJ driving down into the block, puts up the shot, angles it off the glass, and that one is good for KJ. Size, Mitch, match definitely an issue here. Is six seven going against six five of Mitch Iden. It's a workhorse here. Now a dribble drive and a pull-up jumper from 12 feet away from Taylor is off the mark. Rebound Ian Moat. Into the front court goes K.J. Adams. Adams again taking Iden off the dribble. Goes into the paint. Puts up the shot. That shot partially blocked by Iden. Good defense there. And it comes away with a defensive stop here. 15-6. Now Dow trying to cross over Mankel. Drives into the lane. Puts up the runner. That's no good. Iden with the rebound. He tries to put the shot up but he is fouled. The ball ricochets out of bounds, but he was fouled in the process of trying to take a shot. I'm trying to think who... Right now, the public address announcer is actually not announcing fouls, and we're trying to peer from the corner. It's the second team foul for Westlake. I believe they called it on Mankel. The first shot for Iden is good. Second shot for Mitch is up and good as well. So Iden with a couple of points here from the charity stripe. Keeping things a bit respectable here with a 15-8 lead. Westlake with a seven-point advantage. It's been as high as 10. K.J. on the left wing, hands it back over to Moat. Moat stopping and popping from atop the arc. That shot from three-point land, no good. And Dow is into the front court here. Over to Shane Johnson, who puts up a three-point shot. That's no good. Nielsen skies for the rebound and hands it off to Moat. Now Nielsen on the left wing trying to work against Taylor. Going around to Preston Clark screen. Gets it over to the left wing here to Mankel. Mankel trying to drive in. Doesn't have it. Gives it over to K.J. K.J. loses the ball momentarily but chases it down. KJ looking to go around to Preston Clark's screen. Here comes the double team. They find Preston down low on the right block. Kicks it back out to Mankel. Mankel wide open for a three-point shot. That one just caroms out, but Preston Clark is there with the putback. Nice job there on the offensive glass for Preston Clark as he crashed the boards and converted on the short layup. 17-8, to up to a nine-point advantage here for the Westlake Chaparrals. Three minutes to play here in the opening quarter. Dow with the basketball. Gets it over to the left corner now to Mitch Iden. Iden down low to Johnson in the post. Turnaround jumper fade away at the top of the left elbow, and Johnson scores. That's just the second field goal, and Shane Johnson cuts it back down to a seven-point lead. 17-10, Westlake. Mankle with the ball in the corner, now gets it back up to top to Nielsen. Nielsen gets it over to Moe, back to Nielsen. Nielsen comes up, drives down the left side of the lane. The double team crashes down, puts up the shot. It's rejected, and Johnson pulls down the rebound as the ball went up in the air. Now Taylor, wild, flying through the lane, puts up the shot with the one hand. It's a runner at the top of the right elbow that falls no good. Rebound Nielsen, now over to Clark. Clark had an open three momentarily, passed it up, gave it to Nielsen. Nielsen with the left-handed dribble finds Moat. Now down the lane, baseline opportunity here for KJ Adams who goes up and throws it down with two hands. The two-handed jam from KJ Adams and the senior has eight points. He saw Johnson go for the ball in the corner and guessed right, good pass there down low to the baseline. And now a three-point shot on the other end here for Kendall Dow is way off the mark. It might've kissed the iron just a bit, but it falls out of bounds. 1.47 1.47 to play here in the opening quarter, and we've got a line change. Clark will check out, as will Nielsen. It'll bring in Connor McManus and uh, Nakari Igehan. McManus, with 6'4", junior guard, and Igehan, a 6'8", junior forward. Igehan with 12 points against Roosevelt. Now into the high post, K.J. Adams trying to lob it down low to Nakari Igehan. He gets it on the right block, gets the ball, puts up the shot. He is fouled, and they will count the basket. Nakari had to chase down the basketball on the baseline on the pass. The bucket will count, and the foul will be on Johnson. So Shane picks up his first personal foul. Shane Johnson, along with the school Johnson, along with being at Johnson High School in Buda. Just way too many Johnsons on the floor right now. (laughs) The first shot on the one-and-one, on the, uh, the first shot of on the make from Nakari Gahan. He had the chance for the and one, he missed the bucket. Now on the other end, Kendall Dow trying to dribble drive through the double team, can't do it. Gives up the rock here to one of the first subs we see in the ball game for Johnson, LJ Brown. His shot is no good, nice rebound here for Westlake. Into the front court goes KJ Adams. Adams rerouting, flying to the hole, slicing right through the defense on the right block and lays it in off the glass. Ten points for KJ here in the first quarter final minute as Westlake leads by 13, 23-10. Johnson with a three-pointer on the left wing, and it's good. There are three field goals made in this ballgame from the floor in the first quarter. Shane Johnson has two of those three. He has eight points in total, eight of the 13. Now McManus open for a three-point shot in the corner. That one no good. Dow with the rebound. Final half-minute of the first quarter tipping the ball away on the interior pass to Iden was McManus chasing down the ball in the corner is KJ Adams. Westlake with the final half minute in control offensively, kicks it over to the corner. Wide open opportunity, but Moe passes up. He dribbled, drives, penetrates, puts up the scoop shot with the left hand, and it's good for Ian Moat. Moat with five points here in the quarter. It's 25-13, to 13, a 12-point advantage for Westlake and a team that's only lost two games in this season. Westlake dominant right now. Driving in, kicking it over to Iden is Dow. Iden with a three-point shot right in front of the broadcast table here in the corner to beat the buzzer, and that will do it. But dominating basketball, and we'll be right back as Westlake leads 25-16. After the first quarter of play, back in a moment, this is Westlake basketball. Hi, this is Joe Taylor, the voice of the shaps, and like you, I work hard and I work out even harder. I love exercise, and I don't want pain or injury to keep me from reaching my fitness goals. I want you to try CryoFit for all your recovery and wellness needs. Cryofit is Austin's recovery headquarters, and with two locations in Westlake, you're never too far away from their championship level treatment. Click myCryoFit.com and see for yourself. CryoFit is Westlake owned and operated so they know what it means to be shap strong. CryoFit, where your recovery is just as important as your workout. Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology provides mental health care and sports psychology services in West Austin. APCP is owned and operated by Dr. Mike Johnson, a licensed psychologist in the state of Texas. Dr. Johnson has worked with elite college student-athletes at the University of Arkansas and Kansas State University, as well as with U.S. Special Forces. Whether you're a student-athlete looking to improve your confidence or a professional experiencing career challenges, make an appointment today at AustinPerformancePsych.com That's Austin Performance PSY we welcome you back to live coverage. Joe Taylor joining you here from Johnson High School in Buda, part of Hayes Consolidated ISD, where the Johnson Jaguars of San Antonio are down 25-16. to 16. It was a 13-point advantage. And now, with the basketball, the Johnson Jaguars have Dow on the floor along with Iden. Back up to Shane Johnson. Johnson driving in with the easy layup as he got K.J. Adams off his feet and Johnson with 10 points in the ballgame here as he dribble drives on the head fake. Now Jaden Greathouse has checked into the ballgame for Westlake. McManus still on the four, as is Moat. Gayhan down on the left block, fights through the double team. The reverse layup is good, and Gahan has come alive here in the last two ball games. He had 12 points in the win. On Thursday night at Roosevelt, and the confidence continues to grow. He's 0 for 1 from the foul line, but he has his second opportunity here for an and-one. As Westlake up 27 to 18. The and-one free throw is no good, but McManus chases down the offensive board. Over to KJ Adams. Adams drives the baseline, kicks it over to McManus. Back up to Mo. Mo thought about a three-pointer. Now back over to. K.J. Adams, he drives the baseline, kicks it up to McManus. McManus fires up a three-pointer, and it's good. Connor McManus with a big-time three-pointer there, and good look on the give-and-go inside-out game. As K.J. Adams tried to drive baseline, he kicked it back out to the outside for a wide-open McManus. Now Johnson driving into the triple team, puts up the shot. It's no good. Good defense there by McManus. And Moat pulls down the rebound. 30 to 18, lead back up to 12. It's been as high as 13. Over to the left wing here to Greathouse. Greathouse trying to drive, take his man off the dribble, kicks it back out to Mo. Mo back out to Greathouse at the top of the arc. Now over to the right wing to K.J. Adams. Six and a half minutes to play in the half, and Westlake... Starting to put the squeeze on the Jaguars. Going around to K.J. Adams' screen is Moat. Moat tries to dish the ball back to him, and it's taken away by L.J. Brown. Spin move as he goes around the back, driving in, puts up the shot. McManus keeps his hands up. That shot no good, but Taylor is there with the putback. His first field goal. And the lead now down to 20. 30-20 with 6.05 to play here in the half. McManus with the ball on the right wing. Gets it down to Gahan on the block. Kicks it out to the corner to Greathouse. Now Mo. Dribble drives on the penetration, pulls up from 13 feet away on the left wing, and that one is no good. Now Dow trying to take Jaden Greathouse off the dribble, drives into the high post, kicks it over to Shane Johnson on the left wing, over to the right wing to Aiden. Iden sets up for a three-point shot, and that is good. Iden with eight points, and his first field goal of the second quarter, his second of the game. Now the lead back down to seven with that three-pointer by Iden. Now Greathouse trying to get the inbound pass. That one's stolen away defensively here by L.J. Brown. Brown in transition to Taylor. Taylor goes up for the shot. Reverse layup. No good. K.J. Adams pulls down the rebound. Good defense and no fouling from a Gahan. He let Taylor go in and just put up his hands. Only five fouls called in the ballgame. K.J. kicks it out to McManus from the corner. Three-point shot. No good. Rebound tipped momentarily and collected by Dow. Dow gets it over to Brown. L.J. coming across the timeline here on the left side with a little bit of a run here is spotting up for a three-point shot here for Shane Johnson and Johnson drills it from the top of the yard. He has five in the quarter and a lead that was 13 at six minutes to go in the half is now down to four. Timeout called by Westlake. Westlake still clinging to a four-point lead. We'll be right back after this 30-second timeout.
5: We started caring for people in a small house in Austin, Texas, 100 years ago. Today we deliver more babies. Care for more hearts, treat more high risk and complex cases, and handle more emergencies, including trauma, than anyone in Central Texas. The goal was never to be the biggest, just the best. St. David's Healthcare. The best is here.
1: Lake and Johnson playing here in the region quarterfinals. Joe Taylor joining you here is what was once a 13-point lead. It's been a 9-0 run for Johnson that includes three-pointers by both Johnson and Iden in that 9-0 run. And right now, the lead shrunk down to four. Igehan, Adams, Nielsen back in the ballgame along with Moat and Mankel. Kendall down in the ballgame along with LJ Brown. Now getting inside is KJ Adams as he drives baseline, kicks it to the high post to Igehan, and Igehan walked with the basketball before he went up with the shot. So a traveling violation there is Iden remains in the ballgame along with Kendall Dow, LJ Brown. And we have Richard Ricketts in the ballgame right now. Ricketts, a six-foot-three senior post player averaging just over four points a game, and an offensive board per ballgame as well. Brown with the basketball, gets it over to Shane Johnson. Johnson trying to work against this zone defense here. Nielsen comes out to guard him. He chases him around to the right side, puts up the shot in traffic. That wild shot no good, but the putback is there as Richard Ricketts immediately contributes off the bench, and it is now a two-point advantage for Westlake. Lead is 30-28. to now to the baseline, Moe trying to drive in, kicks it over to Nielsen. Nielsen from the corner. That three-pointer is good as Nielsen stops the bleeding with his first field goal of the ballgame. And the Chaparral is with a little bit of a breathing room here and a five-point advantage, 33-28. That ends the 9-0, or excuse me, that ends the 11-0 run. Now Kendall Dow driving into the baseline, puts up the touch shot. The runner is good off his fingertips, and Dow has five points in the ballgame. 33-30 to 30, as K.J. calling a Gahan into the high post. Now gets it back over to Mo. Adams talking to his teammates in a leadership capacity here. Mo gets it over to Nielsen, back over to Mo. Mo looking, trying to lob it in for the dunk shot, and he does it as Mo hits Adams. Adams elevates and throws it down emphatically for his second field goal as he tosses it down with a two-handed jam on the alley-oop. Now at the top of the arc on the other end, sharp shooting continues from the outside, and this time it's Kendall Dow. He drills a three-pointer. He has eight points in the game. Thirty-five to thirty-three, Westlake clinging to a two-point lead. It's been as high as thirteen. Good second quarter here for Johnson as Mo gets it on the left wing. Mankel now at the top of the arc. Mo freed up from three-point land. That shot falls. And right now, it is a shooting clinic for both teams from beyond the arc. As Mo adds his second three-pointer, he has eight in the game. 38-33, to 33, back up to a five-point advantage. Now getting it over to L.J. Brown. Brown now to Johnson. Make that actually, that is going to be Richard Ricketts, who's driving to the hole. He puts up the shot, and he is fouled. The bucket will count. And Ricketts will go to the line. That's the third team foul for Westlake. And, again, trying to figure out who these fouls are on. I believe this one is going to be on Gahan. If so, that's his first. And Preston Clark will check back in for the and one here for Richard Ricketts. His free throw shot is up and good. So he has five points. And the lead back up to two for Westlake, 38 to 36. K.J. brings the ball up across the timeline to Mankel on the right wing. Looking for a move, hands it off to Nielsen. Nielsen gets it over to Mo. Moat surveying at the top of the arc, looking to give it up to the right wing. Preston Clark hands the ball off here to Nielsen. Nielsen works around his screen, drives in, kicks it over to Mankel. Mankel over to Moat. Moat thought about making a move to the basket, but nice defense there in in the zone by L.J. Brown. A dribble, a drive. Pulling up on a step back three-pointer is Mo. That shot no good. Fighting for the rebound, and it was last touched between Aiden and uh, Preston Clark. Iden touched it last. So it will be Westlake basketball under their own hoop, lobbing it out to Preston Clark. Clark back over to Mo. Mo collects the basketball right in front of the Johnson bench. Now dribbling in between his legs. Pulls up. There's Mankel on the transfer as he comes off his man to the right block. He saw an opening, and Mankel connects from underneath the basketball. Excuse me, the uh, backboard there as he kind of flashed out to the right block. Apologies. The Johnson baseball team just walked right in front of the broadcast table, so couldn't see there for a moment. Now elevating for another three-point shot on the left wing is Dow. And that man is deadly from beyond the arc on the right wing. 40 to 39, lead down to 1. Final minute approaching as Nielsen drives into the high post, kicks it out to KJ Adams. Adams drives baseline, cross court pass for a 3-point shot for Moe. That one no good. Taylor pulls down the rebound and it'll be a reach-in foul on Preston Clark. 40 to 39. And it'll be a foul on the floor, so Preston Clark picks up the foul. It'll be the fourth team foul, and because of where it occurred in the rebound, Johnson will have to go the full length of the court here. One minute to play. We welcome all of you back here to live coverage of Westlake basketball. Driving into the lane here is Shane Johnson. Johnson frees up on the baseline, and he comes in with a a layup there on the baseline, and a 13-point lead has been erased. Westlake trailing for the first time in this ballgame, 41-40, in the final half minute. In the left corner, Moat over to Mankel on the right wing. Now in the corner to Nielsen. Nielsen over to Mankel. KJ with nine seconds as he checks the clock. Drives in, looking to turn around jumper from 12 feet away, and that one is good from the post as KJ nails that shot to reclaim the lead. And a foul is going to be called on Blake Nielsen. Nielsen on the foul. And now a buzzer-beater opportunity from across the court. Falls well short, and that will do it for a wild half of basketball. Dominant were the Westlake Chaparrales early, but the Johnson Jaguars come storming back and for a moment took a 41-40 lead with half a minute left, but a 12-foot jumper from the post. And a nice move for K.J. Adams gives the Chaparrales the one-point advantage going into halftime when we come back after this timeout we'll revisit our conversation just in case you missed it with robert lucero all of that coming up next as we head on to the plains capital halftime program back in a moment this is westlake basketball
6: Austin's new choice for BMW is proud to sponsor the Westlake Chaps. Hendrick BMW of South Austin is transforming the luxury car buying experience with a 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility just five miles south of downtown. With over 250 new BMWs in stock, plus a great selection of certified BMWs, you'll score big with the Hendrick difference. It's an automotive experience beyond your expectations. It's a winning drive just off South I-35 at Stasney Lane and BMW of South Austin com. Whether you're watching football,
1: hanging at the tailgate, or playing around to golf, you want to look sharp. That's why we've partnered with Cricket Shirts. And according to co-founder Billy, he's all about keeping it Austin.
3: And if there ever was a city that sort of captured the spirit of the 19th hole, it's Austin, Texas. And if there's anything that ever, like, kind of captured the spirit of community, it's Texas high school football.
1: And co-founder Hobson Brown agrees. It's the perfect shirt for all occasions.
0: Yeah, it's a shirt you can wear uh, on the course. It's a shirt you can wear in the boardroom. And
1: it's a shirt you can wear to the football game on a Friday night. Find your design at cricketshirts.com We walk to back live coverage of Westlake Basketball. Joe Taylor joining you here for our Plains Capital Halftime Program as we bring you live coverage of basketball here in the region quarterfinal. Johnson with an unreal second quarter shooting. We'll get you those statistical information here after a quick a quick timeout. We want to bring back the pregame thoughts of Robert Lucero. In case you missed it, uh, we bring that back to you here at halftime uh, just to hear the thoughts before the game started from head coach Robert Lucero. And we'll compile all the stats and get that information to you right after this uh, quick interview with Robert Lucero. Enjoy it on the Plains Capital Halftime Show as Westlake leads Johnson 42-41 to 41 at the break. Visiting with head men's basketball coach Robert Lucero as we shoot around with Robert Lucera before the uh, region quarterfinal round three coach here with uh, the Johnson Jaguars on the floor of the Johnson Jaguars. And I always feel like we're kind of going to quote diehard a lot tonight. Agent Johnson and Agent Johnson. Oh, yeah. But when we have the opportunity to talk about your ball club, we've talked about how unselfish they've managed to stay this entire season. We obviously know that KJ Adams is the focal point. That's what Johnson is looking at. But what do you see from the Jaguars coming out of San Antonio as you, one of the best teams in the San Antonio area in six a.
4: Uh, well, they got, they got some guards that can score. Uh, number 12 is a really good player. Um, kind of um, can shoot it, but really shoot it against the rim as well. Uh, they'll play him on the point and off the ball. Then they have another guard, number three, is a, actually a football uh, player that's committed to Sam Houston State. Uh, but he shoots the ball well, and he gets to the rim, a little bit uh, stockier uh, guard. Um, and and he'll, he'll post up some as well. Uh, And then number 22, um, he's really lightning quick, gets to the basket. I think he averages around 10 as well. Um, Doesn't shoot it as well as the other guys. Um, And then they have another guard, 11, that comes off who shoots the ball about 40% from the three-point line Um, and a big that he kind of reminds me of Preston from our team. Uh, He really rebounds the ball well. Uh, He shoots threes at a a pretty good clip, Uh, really works and rebounds, Uh, has pretty good pop in his legs. not, not a real big team uh, imposing size-wise, uh, but they do a good job with their coach of kind of moving the pieces around and looking for mismatches and looking for some ISO stuff um, uh, to try to attack another team's uh, uh, mismatch that they, that they have.
1: One of the things that we've talked about as the year has gone on and as the playoffs have commenced is really this uh, buy-in on the defensive side of the ball, especially on the offensive glass as well. Two areas that obviously don't come with a lot of stats and a lot of, uh, I would say, flash, but two areas that you know that are metrics to winning basketball games and and we talked about that metric of 16 offensive rebounds if you would coach dive a little deeper into that because i think it's a really important stat to understand we've talked about it the first two playoff games but really defensive rebounding is one thing but offensive offensively getting those second and third chance points we've seen west like really succeed especially in the area championship two days ago
4: yeah i think one of the things that if we can get 16 offensive rebounds in a game One of the things that it shows is that we're taking uh, predictable shots that we know to go rebound and crash. Uh, so if it's just um, uh, a shot, like, out of the blue that we haven't worked or we haven't practiced, then guys don't know to go rebound or to get back. But there are certain shots, like if the ball goes into the post and we have a matchup, we know that the post is going to, uh, you know, try to score in there. If he kicks it out and it's a wide open three or a pass-pass three or uh, three off of penetration uh, or it's one of our guys that shoots the ball well, then then we know to rebound. And that, so that 16 helps. With, the predict- with showing that we're, having, uh, that we're getting good uh, shots. It also shows that we're working the defense and putting them into rotation where they're not matched up with us. Um, and so if they're not matched up because we were doing a good job on the dribble or uh, uh, they're doubling the post, then we have a better chance to rebound it. Um, and then the third thing that it really helps us with is um, our transition defense. Because if you're getting 16 offensive rebounds, then the other team's not going to be able to run at you uh, because they're so worried about boxing you out. So it has the ability to also slow down the other team's transition. So I think those are the things that really helps us with.
1: We've talked about the matchup problems that Kendall Dow is going to face for Johnson because he does have that ability to get to the rim. He does have the ability around the rim. A lot of the times when you see a leading scorer on a team, it really depends on the opponent that they're playing and how active they're going to be able on the dribble drive. We saw with Corey Jackson on Thursday that he was not allowed to do that because of the defensive prowess. But we've also seen a willingness to be physical, not just down low, but on the perimeter. And we've really seen the defensive play of guys like Blake Nielsen, and Jaden Greathouse off the bench that really gives you an opportunity at the two and the three to play exceptional defense and shut down the dribble drive. Is that something that you're preparing for tonight?
4: Yeah, we have to with these guys and because um, they'll ISO uh, 12, they'll ISO 3, they'll ISO uh, number 22, number 11, uh, even number one um, if they think they have a good matchup. And so um, they don't just, like, call it out, you know, it kind of hit him within... Uh, some of the stuff that they run so we have to be prepared that when those guys have the ball knowing that they're clearing out space for them to attack the basket and then we have to we just can't foul you know like they drive in there show your hands be big make them take a tough two without uh getting letting them get to the foul line final thought coach we've talked about the
1: leadership from this ball club obviously coming from kj and obviously coming from ian moat but we really saw some leadership from the juniors, you know, Mm -hmm. guys like Nakari that turned in 12 points and and really had a physical game down low. What is that process like when you have uh, your juniors and and some of your guys that come off the bench really accept their role and and know it so well that they can be successful and they're not worried about how much playing time they're getting?
4: Yeah, well, yeah, leadership comes in a bunch of different forms. Uh, You can have uh, vocal leadership, Uh, you know, I think uh, in the locker room we have some guys that are older that are more vocal leaders. Uh, They might say things, you know, put something in the group text to help motivate the team. Um, but, but like, true leadership is when you do your job also and you sacrifice for the team and you're not, like, you don't care about the credit. And I think guys like, uh, you know, Connor and, and P., In in that junior class, uh, you know, you go all the way down to some of the seniors that that just do their job every day. uh, Regardless of playing time, I think that's leadership. So, uh, yeah, vocal leadership. And then you have those that they do it by example. And we have several guys on this team that do it by example.
1: Coaches, always, thanks for the time. Thank you. Thank you. Again, that's the shoot around with Robert Lucero coming up next on the Independence title pregame show. And we're back with live coverage here. Just wanted to bring back that uh, interview opportunity so you could hear Robert Lucero, obviously. That recorded before the game, and we wanted to bring those uh, topics back to you. We'll take a quick timeout and be right back with some statistical information, all of that and more coming up as Westlake leads Johnson at the half, 42-41. to 41. Back in a moment, this is Westlake basketball.
3: Go for the win with Raising Cane's chicken fingers. Going touchdown your roster with delicious, hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers and cane sauce. Huddle up with crispy, crinkle-cut fries, coleslaw, and buttery Texas toast. Aye. And top it all off with freshly made tea and lemonade. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, one
6: love. Does downtime of your IT infrastructure equal lost money for your company? Tour Data Foundry's newest data center, Texas 2. This 325,000-square-foot purpose-built facility is carrier-neutral, offering both retail and wholesale co-location options on Data Foundry's 40-acre data ranch. Austin's newest state-of-the-art data center with services to match. Westlake family-owned and operated. See why Data Foundry is the premier choice for data center co-location and schedule a tour at datafoundry.com.
1: We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake Basketball. We are working on our connection. Our apologies. It looks like the uh, website, the streaming website crashed. And we are working to get that back online for you so you can hear the remainder of the game. 42-41 to 41, your score as Westlake will start with their starting lineup. Nielsen, Moat, Clark, and Adams on the floor along with Mankel. Starting five also for the Jaguars, Royal Shane Johnson, Kendall Dow, Mitch Iden, Joseph Taylor. And on the other end, it looks like getting the start in the second half will be Richard Ricketts. Uh, Ricketts has five points in the ballgame, Taylor has two, Mitch Iden has eight. Kendall Dow with 11 points. And Shane Johnson leading the way for the ballgame with 15. Three-point shot is up here for Westlake. That one is no good. And I believe a foul is going to be called on Preston Clark. And for Clark, that's the second time he has fouled on a rebound opportunity. So Kendall Dow brings the ball up. Operates with the basketball here with a one-point deficit. Gives it off to Ricketts. Ricketts goes up for the shot. That partially affected there by the defense of K.J. Adams. And the rebound by Blake Nielsen into the corner to Cade Mankel over to Preston Clark. Clark hands it off to Moat. Moat with a one-point lead as we're a minute into the third quarter here in the second half. Westlake clinging to a one-point lead. It's been as high as 13, but an 11-0 run in the second quarter. Put Westlake in the... Defensive mode. Clark into the high post. Over to Mankel. Mankel frees up on the left wing for a three-point shot. That one is no good, but Nielsen pulls down the offensive board. Moat driving into the lane. Kicks it over to Clark. Clark for a three-pointer. That one just rattles out, and Iden clears out the rebound. Dow into the front court. Looking to lob it down low on the baseline here to Ricketts. Ricketts frees up Iden, and Iden has the easy shot on the right block. Iden with ten points, and with that... Johnson takes their second lead, 43-42. to 42. They lead by one. Mankel back over to Nielsen. Nielsen with a head fake, driving into the lane, stops in the high post, kicks it back out to Mankel. Mankel gets it over to the right wing to Moat. Moat down low to K.J. Adams. Adams facing the double team in the block. Baseball pass here to Nielsen in the corner. Nielsen for three. That one no good. Rebound saved momentarily by Iden as he kicks it over to Shane Johnson. Johnson over to Dow. Dow with a one-point advantage, driving on Mo. Lobs it over to the right wing here. Long NBA three-point shot here for Iden. That one no good. And Nielsen pulls down the rebound, gets it to the outlet to Ian Moat. Moat trying to drive in the lane. Does. Hines in the lane. That shot swatted away. No contact, no foul. Taylor into the front court. Nielsen pokes the ball away momentarily. And this one's going to go out of bounds. Last touched by Nielsen. So no foul called on Blake as he poked the ball away but it did not strike a Jaguar for Johnson. So now, Westlake Chaparral's trail by one. Now Dow with the inbound. Step back 12-footer from the block as he fades away from the lane. That one no good. Nielsen pulls down the rebound. K.J. into the front court here, operating at the point. Trying to work around a Preston Clark screen. Kicks it over. And resetting the offense here on the half court will be Blake Nielsen. Now over to Mankel on the left wing, lobbing it down low in the post. One-on-one opportunity here. K.J. pops a shot from 18 feet away, and that one is good. Just a turnaround jumper, and he drills it. Soft-looking jump shot there for K.J. Adams. He has 16 in the game. 44-43 as Westlake reclaims the lead. Dow trying to work through a double team here, and this is going to be a reach-in foul on Preston Clark. Clark now with three personal fouls. And the first two here in the third quarter. Inside five minutes to play. Now, fall-away jumper here from the baseline for Shane Johnson. That one is no good as he was off balance. Rebound Nielsen now in transition. K.J. kicks it over to Moat. Moat settles for a three-point shot in the corner right in front of his bench. He had time to breathe. Take a deep breath, wide open, knocked down the shot. He has 11 points. Does Ian Moat in his first three in the second half. Dow driving down the left side of the baseline. Mankel right in his face defensively, and he just scoops it in. Dow with the easy layup. He has 13. 47-45. to Westlake was still a two-point advantage here. The lead's been as high as 13. Nielsen. On the left wing, now back up top here to K.J. Adams. Adams looking to drive on Iden around a Preston Clark screen. Drives into a double-team turnaround jumper. That shot altered momentarily, but a foul is going to be called on Mitch Iden. The whistle came in, and Iden picks up his first personal foul, and it's in the act of shooting, says the official, as contact was made with K.J.'s hand as he let go of the ball. And I don't think that if Iden had just kind of put his hands up and not tried to swipe at the ball, he wouldn't have hit K.J.'s hand, and that foul would have not been called. K.J. drills the first free-throw opportunity, and hard to believe in this ballgame that K.J.'s first free-throw shot would come with 4.09 to play in the third quarter. 48-45, to 45, and K.J. buries both. He's got four in the quarter, 18 in the game. Lead back up to four, 49-45, with 4.09 to play here in the third quarter. Westlake... Has trailed by one, but that's it. We've had four lead changes. Taylor brings up the ball. Gets it over to the right wing. Now Mitch Iden up top, guarded by K.J. Adams. Iden looking for the baseline. Doesn't have it. Good defense in the zone here for Westlake down low on the block. Dow with the basketball as Johnson hands it off to him, trying to shake and bake around Mankle. He does. Drives in. Reverse layup, and it's good for Dow. Nice job there as he took Mankle to school on that one. 49-47, to 47. Westlake with a two-point lead. That's four points in the quarter for Dow. He has 15 in the game. Now, a turnaround jumper here for Aiden as Iden lets it go. And that one is good. He has four points on the 18-footer. Now driving in, Shane Johnson putting up the wild shot in the lane. As he falls away, the shot is good. It will count. With 3.14 to play here in the third quarter, a timeout's been called. It's a 30-second timeout. Again, the bucket counted, so it's 51-49. to 49. We'll keep it here as we kind of give you an opportunity to see what the first-half stats are all about as the team overall Shot 50% did the Jaguars, 14 of 28. The majority of those 41 points happened in the second quarter. And a pretty impressive shooting display. After only 16 points in the first quarter, they erupted to Johnson for 25 points in the second quarter. Shot 46% inside the three-point line. Shot 54% from beyond the arc. 51 to 49, Westlake with the lead. And it looks like there was no foul. Thought there might have been a foul on Johnson. He just made the basket. And now a foul's going to be called on the other end as Gahan is checked into the ballgame. And the foul's going to be against Richard Ricketts. That's his first personal foul and the second team foul. So Johnson did not get fouled in the act of shooting, although the official said the bucket counted before the timeout came. And now this ball's poked away here as Moat tries to collect the ball here in the right corner. And Ricketts pokes it away out of bounds. Inside, three minutes to play, 2.56. Now Nielsen with the basketball, picks up his dribble, finds Mankel. Mankel thought about it. Now a bounce pass into Igehan. Igehan, turn around, move. He puts up the shot. The shot is no good, but he is fouled. So he will go to line to shoot two. And once again, Ricketts picks up up the foul. It's his second personal, and his second foul in as many possessions. So Igehan will stride to the line, a 50% free-throw shooter throughout the season. Has his struggles, and he misses the first one. He is 0 for 2 from the charity stripe. Igehan with the second shot. That one is up and good. So Igehan in the ballgame with five points. 52-49. 52-49. to 49. It's Igehan, Mankel, Nielsen, Adams, and Moat. And Ricketts along with Taylor, Iden, Dow, and Johnson. Now a lob pass down low from Johnson to Iden. Iden left idle down on the baseline, and he picks up the easy layup from the right block. He has four points in the quarter. 52-51. to One-point One lead for Westlake. Now Igehan at the top of the arc. Hands it off here to Cade Mankel. Mankel with the shot. That one no good. Offensive board here for Igehan. Igehan puts up the shot on the putback, and it's good. Igehan with his first field goal here in the third quarter. And the Shaps lead by three, to 54-51. Inside two minutes to play. Dow trying to shake and bake around Ian Moat. Now gives it up to Ricketts. Ricketts now kicks it to the corner to Taylor. Taylor thought about a three-pointer. Now... Motioning the offense back up top here to Johnson with a three-point shot from the top of the arc. That one is no good for Shane Johnson. Rebound, Nielsen gets it over to K.J. Adams. Adams from the high post fashes up a nice jump shot there, and going up for the rebound is Dow, and Dow is fouled by Igehan from behind. So Igehan picks up his second personal foul. That is the third team foul for Westlake here in the second half. Mankel will check out for Connor McManus. So it's McManus, Nielsen, Moat, K.J. Adams, and Igehan on the floor here. Dow, Taylor, L.J. Brown has checked back into the ballgame, along with Johnson and Iden, 54-51. to The lead is three for Westlake. Johnson with the basketball, trying to work around an Iden screen. Drives down to the block, puts up the shot. Layup is missed from the right block at point-blank range. Nielsen pulls down the rebound. McManus into the front court. Gets it back over to Nielsen, hands it off to K.J. 105, K.J. calling the shots. Now Blake Nielsen signaling. Trying to get it over to Moat. Moat on the left wing. Trying to free up some spots here. Lob pass down low. A tip pass from K.J. Adams out to Mo. Mo driving in. Kicks it out to Nielsen. Nielsen with a three-point shot from the left wing, and he buries it. Blake Nielsen with a huge three-pointer with 49 seconds to play in the third quarter, and the lead's up to six. A big-time bucket there by Blake Nielsen on selfish basketball. And a timeout's been called. We will take it as well. Back in 30 seconds. This is Westlake Basketball.
2: When you buy or sell a piece of property it helps to have a friend in the business, Independence Title will pick up the ball on your transaction and take it across the goal line. Independence is locally owned right here in Austin with deep roots in the Westlake community. Independence is also the Austin Business Journal's number one title company. Work with a home team at Independence Titles. Call 329 5299 or go to IndependenceTitle.com.
1: We, we welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake basketball. 49 seconds left in this third quarter, and it has been a tight ball game ever since. Johnson erupted for 25 points in the second quarter and shot 54% from beyond the arc in the first half. Again, majority of that shot in the second quarter, 57-51. Blake Nielsen with a big-time highlight, and wide-open three-point shot. Now Taylor out of the timeout, driving in, kicks it back out to Brown. Shane Johnson with a crossover dribble, puts up the shot and somehow gets it to fall with the left hand. Shane Johnson with his first field goal. And he has 17 points, 57 to 53. Nielsen with a head fake, and this is going to be a foul on Taylor. The shot was put up by Nielsen. Nielsen got crushed at the third, at that three-point shot. He head faked. Did Nielsen? Taylor came down in his arms as he tried to shoot that three, and the foul didn't get called. Dow dribble driving on Moat. He puts up the shot, and Mo fouls him down on the left lane, and. Mo picks up his first personal foul, fourth team foul for Westlake here with 3.3 seconds to play, as Dow will head to the line to shoot two. Nielsen literally jogging down the court, begging the referee what was a foul in that three-point shot, where on the head fake, Taylor literally fell into him as he tried to take that shot. And the first free-throw opportunity here for Dow is off the mark, his first free throw of the ball game. Now his second, and he regroups and drills that one. He has three points in the quarter, final three seconds. Baseball pass here for McManus. McManus with two stops at the NBA, top of the arc, and that one is no good. We go to the fourth quarter of play here, Westlake with a three-point advantage in the area champion, or excuse me, in the region quarterfinal here. The 28-6A district champs, or I should say district runner-up, and the 26-6A district chance. We'll be back in a moment. This is Westlake Basketball.
3: On game day, go for the win with Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Going going,
0: touchdown.
3: Stack your roster with delicious hand-battered, cooked-to-order Chicken Fingers and cane Sauce. Huddle up with crispy, crinkle-cut fries, coleslaw, and buttery Texas toast. And top it all off with freshly made tea lemonade. Raising Cane's chicken fingers, one
6: love. Does downtime of your IT infrastructure equal lost money for your company? Tour Data Foundry's newest data center, Texas 2. This 325,000 square foot purpose-built facility is carrier neutral, offering both retail and wholesale co-location options on Data Foundry's 40-acre data ranch. Austin's newest state-of-the-art data center with services to match. Westlake family-owned and operated. See why Data Foundry is the premier choice for data center co-location and schedule a tour at datafoundry.com.
1: We welcome you back to live coverage of the fourth quarter. Westlake leading by three, 57 to 54. They've trailed four times in this ballgame, all by one point. Driving into the baseline is Dow. Dow puts up the shot, just a floater outside the lane, and it's good for Kendall Dow. Dow with... Now 16 points in the ballgame as K.J. Adams with a one-point advantage, dribbles with the right hand, hands it off to Blake Nielsen. Nielsen guarded by Taylor. Nielsen picks up his dribble, gives it back out to K.J. K.J. lobbing it in to Igehan. Igehan tips it over to Nielsen. Nielsen loses it on the pass to Igehan as it tips off Igehan's fingers, but K.J. Adams able to corral the basketball here, and Mo resets everything. Now McManus over to Moat. Moat looking down low, has the matchup he wants there. Kicks it back out, does K.J. Adams for a left-wing three-point shot for Moat that does not fall. 57-56, to 56, one minute in here to the fourth quarter. Westlake trying to stay in the playoff hunt here. And a three-point shot from the top of the arc by Kendall Dow is missed. The rebound fought for offensively momentarily by Johnson. And uh, it's last touch by the Jaguars. So, Jaden Greathouse will check into the ball game here with just under seven minutes to play in regulation. 57 to 56 on the left wing now is Moat. Moat waiting for the Agehan screen, trying to work his way around Kendall Dow. Dow stays right with him, and there's a steal on the other end. But Moat coming up with it. Still no foul called. Ball still loose. Diving for it is McManus. McManus had the ball in his possession. And able to call a timeout is Robert Lucero. Taylor is actually trying to argue his case with the official. The official doing a wonderful job explaining to Taylor for the Jaguars exactly what happened. Now the ball was tipped away by Dow. Great defense against Moat. Moat went on the floor. He dove for it. There was a loud thud that no doubt you heard. And Moat was trying to call timeout, but it was McManus that finally got control of the basketball, and he rolled around with the ball enough to call timeout, and the timeout was awarded. So Westlake will keep possession coming out of the timeout, and it was just a 30-second for Robert Lucero. 57-56, to 56, a one-point advantage. For Westlake in the first quarter, it was as high as 13, but a brilliant second quarter offensively for the Jaguars. Vaulted them into contention in this ballgame. Greathouse will inbound to K.J. Adams. Greathouse driving off the pass from K.J. Gets it down on the block. The triple team now back out to Greathouse. He drives towards the baseline. Finds McManus on the left wing. McManus just misses out. Rebound chased by Iden, but he can't control the ball. And he tips it out of bounds, and it will remain with Westlake. Great House windbound under his own basket gets it out to Igehan, and that ball is tipped and stolen. Ball loose momentarily and Dow runs it down. Epic defense there by Johnson as the Jaguars now driving down the left lane is Dow. Transition opportunity here. Going up strong on the on the give from Moat in transition. It was a 3 on 1 break. Mo gave it up to Igehan, and Egehan connects. His first field goal of the fourth quarter. He has five and a half, nine in the game, and a big-time shot right there. A three-pointer for Johnson. And now the lead back down to one, 59-58. to McManus gives it up to K.J. Adams. Adams back over to McManus. Two-man game inside. Here comes the double team, and a Gahan in the post elevates between two defenders and connects. Four points in the quarter. Seven points in the half, 11 in the game. Westlake with a little bit of breathing room here with a three-point advantage, 61 to 58. Now in the left wing. Johnson elevating from three-point land on the left wing. That one no good. Gahan pulls down the rebound. KJ gets the ball from Moat across the timeline on the left wing. Trying to take Iden on an isolation play here, but he retreats and calms everybody down. Inside, five minutes to play here in regulation. Moat with the basketball just inside the Jaguar logo. Gets it into the high post to Igehan. Igehan looking for McManus. McManus comes off his man on the screen. Now Mo Moe drives in. Scoop shot on the reverse layup is no good. K.J. with the follow. That's no good. Offensive rebound. Ball is loose. Trying to tip it out of bounds, and it's going to go off of the leg of Greathouse on the tip. And I believe the young man that dove to the Westlake bench was L.J. Brown. Brown with a big hustle play there to get the possession back for, for Johnson. Igehan's going to check out. Mankel's going to check in. And what a time for him coming off the bench as he is erupted here with his second double-digit performance. And Igehan's going to take a break here for a moment. 61-58. to 58. Dow slips on the right wing but regains it. Keeps his dribble, kicks it over to the corner. Iden for a three-pointer. That one is good. Big-time shot there, and the game is tied with that shot. Iden knocks it down, and that is 15 points, and we are tied at 61. Back in a moment. This is Westlake Basketball.
5: We started caring for people in a small house in Austin, Texas, 100 years ago. Today, we deliver more babies care for more hearts, treat more high-risk and complex cases, and handle more emergencies, including trauma, than anyone in Central Texas. The goal was never to be the biggest, just the best. St.
1: David's Healthcare, the best is here choosing the right bank for your business or project can be a challenging decision. What services can I get? What's the best move for me? The best move for Westlake is Plains Capital Bank. They work here, they live here, and they raise their families right here in Westlake. They're committed to Westlake Athletics. They've got the big bank tools with community bank service. Go to plainscapital.com or simply stop by the Westlake branch located just behind the shops at Mira Vista on B Caves just west of Mopac. Working for Westlake right here in Westlake. Plains Capital Bank. Member FDIC. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake basketball. Joe Taylor joining you here. It is a 61-all game, tied 415 to go. These very successful teams that only have three losses a pe- between the two of them. Great house on the floor, along with McManus, Mankel, Adams, and Moat. Taylor, Johnson, Dow, Iden and L.J. Brown on the floor for Jack for the Johnsonville Jack or for the Johnson Jaguars, excuse me three-point shot here for K.J. Adams from the left wing. That one is no good as it kisses off the front iron and Dow with the rebound. Johnson has led by one point four times in this ball game. It happened those lead changes in the second quarter. They have not led in the second half but the game has been tight and now it's tied. Largest lead of the second half was five points but shooting continues for Johnson. Now Shane Johnson driving in, elevating, putting up the shot, all kinds of ball movement on the way there, and he 's able to grab the lead as Johnson has his first bucket of the second half, excuse me of the fourth quarter sixty three to sixty one Johnson with a two point advantage three thirteen to play moat looking to drive kicks it up to Mankel Mankel trying to find kJ Adams Adams. At the top of the high post, cross-court pass to McManus, back over to Mankel. Mankel with a three-point shot, and he buries it. Nice job there on the three-point shot on the left wing. The extra pass. Nice job by Moe in the corner to hit Mankel, and Mankel drills it. Huge three-pointer there to take the one-point lead. Mankel with his first field goal of the second half, and it comes here in the fourth quarter. And now a collision on the other end. As Moat is slow to get up, of course, he's nursing that ankle as a collision on the other end. Obviously, a foul's been called, and it's a blocking foul on Moat. That will be his second personal foul in the team's fifth with 2.51 to play here in the fourth quarter. On the floor is Kendall Dow. Dow, the leading scorer, as he tried to dribble drive in Setting his feet was Moat, but he didn't get there in time, so it is a blocking foul. And Dow gets up and gets up slowly. He is headed to the sideline, and he's holding his face momentarily, but that could be he is wincing in pain. And right now, he is on the corner of the bench getting looked at. Moat seems to be okay, he's getting checked out, and it looked like the collision. The two basketball players might have, perhaps, in that process, bumped heads. Because right now, Moat is being tended to by the head trainer for Westlake, Cody Watkins. He might have had some blood on his jersey. Obviously, he's doing some sideline laundry work there. (laughs) See, he tries to wipe the blood off of Moat's left portion of his jersey again the foul will be called it's a blocking foul so no free throws will commence here from Dow if he can continue we'll have to see after the injury timeout it looks like Moat's going to be okay but they're still tending to him the officials going over to Watkins and Cody explaining that all is well it looks like Moe's going to try to stay in the game he might have had an issue with a contact as he tends to his eye like I mentioned I thought that heads actually collided there. Will both players make it back out is the question. Moat is on the floor. It doesn't look like Dow can return just yet. So with Dow on the sidelines, they bring back Ricketts into the ballgame. 64-63. The Shaps give the lead on that three-point shot by Mankel. LJ Brown with the basketball. Dow the leading scorer on the bench after the collision with Moat. Five team fouls for Westlake. Three team fouls for Johnson. 64-63 64 to 63, your score with 2:35 remaining in the game in regulation. Driving down the right side of the lane, putting up the shot is Taylor. That shot is no good, and the rebound pulled down by Westlake. Moat into the front court, over to the left wing to Mankel, wide open Blake Nielsen, and he drills the three-point shot. Nine points in the ball game, none bigger than the last three-pointer there to get some space. 67 to 63. A four-point contest here for Westlake and the lead. Shane Johnson driving, penetrating. That shot rejected by K.J. Adams out of bounds. The ball will stay with Johnson, but that one fired up the crowd as the Kansas, future Kansas Jayhawks swipes that ball away, and this is a good sign here as Dow is checked back into the ball game. He seems to be okay after that collusion with Moat. But in his absence, a three-point shot. So Ricketts will check out, and Dow will check in. Taylor on the inbound. Pull-up jumper? No, he's going to pass it. Johnson passes the ball, and it's intercepted by Nielsen. K.J. Adams comes with the double team, gets it back out to Nielsen. Nielsen will over to Moad, and they'll calm down the offense here on the half court as K.J. came down with a head of steam. Good ball movement here from Westlake as McManus... Gets Moat, Moat caught in a bit of a double-team. Cross-court pass from Moat to McManus. Here comes the defense by Brown, and he's going to reach in and foul Connor. So Connor McManus takes the foul with 135. That is the fourth team foul, and Brown will pick up his first personal foul. And a timeout's going to be called. We'll take it as well. Back in a moment. 95 seconds left in regulation. Westlake leading 67-63. to 63. This is Westlake basketball. Hi, this is Joe Taylor, the voice of the Shaps, and like you, I work hard and I work out even harder. I love exercise, and I don't want pain or injury to keep me from reaching my fitness goals. I want you to try CryoFit for all your recovery and wellness needs. CryoFit is Austin's recovery headquarters, and with two locations in Westlake, you're never too far away from their championship-level treatment. Click MyCryoFit.com and see for yourself. CryoFit is Westlake-owned and operated, so they know what it means to be Shap strong. CryoFit, where your recovery is just as important as your work. Joe Taylor here, the voice of the Shaps. If you're searching for the best air conditioning repair in Austin, call Elite Heating and Air Conditioning. A month ago, my wife texted and said it was 85 degrees in the house. This was at 8 o'clock at night. I called Elite and within minutes, I was directing the on-call engineer to my home. In 45 minutes, the issue was diagnosed and fixed. An hour later, the house was already cooling down. That's not just championship service, that's Elite Service. Call 512-637-4237 or click EliteAustinAC.com. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake basketball. Joe Taylor joining you courtside here at Johnson High School in Butte. The inbound pass from Nielsen gets over to Moat, almost stolen by Dow. Ninety seconds left in this ball game, sixty-seven to sixty-three, and a reach-in foul is going to be called on Kendall Dow. That is his first personal foul, and that is the 15th foul. Westlake and Johnson with fouls to give to try to limit the time. 90 seconds as Nielsen inbounds to K.J. Adams. Adams loses the handle momentarily. Gets it over to Mankel. Mankel trying to work around Taylor, and Taylor reaches in and fouls him. So Taylor with a a reach-in foul here. One more, and Westlake is in the bonus, and will shoot free throws the rest of the way. 125 remaining in this one. Again, right now Coach Jay Keller just trying to create some opportunities for possessions both teams doing the exact opposite defensively Westlake does not want to foul now Iden tips the ball away momentarily but Mankel able to corral it chasing it down and giving it up to KJ Adams over to Nielsen back over to Mankel over to the corner good ball movement as Westlake basically playing a nice game a keep away here to avoid the foul and now a foul is going to call come with Taylor as he picks up his third personal foul And that is the seventh. Westlake into the bonus. It'll be a one-and-one the rest of the way as Mankel had possession of the basketball when he was fouled. So Mankel will go to the line. Mankel, a 71% free-throw shooter, scored 11 points and four rebounds and an assist in the by district championship. In the area championship, scored 10 points, and six of those 10 were from the free-throw line. And he drills his first efforts here. He has four points in the quarter and nine points in the game, 68 to 63. Trying to make it a six-point game, and it is now a six-point game with 64 seconds left. 69 to 63, Westlake will not try to foul because they don't want to give free opportunities and extra time here to Johnson. Now elevating for a three-point shot from the top of the arc. That one no good, rebound Moat. And now a foul called on Taylor again, and that is his fourth personal foul. And Westlake will go back to the line. Eighth team foul here for Johnson. And Mo will go to the line. Moat, a 68% free throw shooter during the regular season. Hasn't had a whole lot of opportunities here. And we mentioned that collision with one of our media members that uh, covered the game in Cedar Ridge. Messed up his ankle just a bit, talking to the trainer before the uh, ball game, Cody Watkins. He said that ankle's getting better every single day and not all not all the time you actually see a medium member on the baseline and underneath the basket but on a shot he actually collided with him in foul territory second shot is up and good for mo he has two points in the fourth quarter five in the half and 14 in the ball game elevating from three-point land is Iden. Aiden Let's his follow through hang, and everybody sees him make that three point shot. He is deadly, and a timeout's called as he made it his second three pointer of the quarter, his fourth of the game. And he turns in an eight point lead to a five point advantage. It is now 71 to 66, and immediately Jay Keller takes a 30 second timeout. So again, preservation in this ball game as Westlake has to have the expectation that Johnson will foul them. So free throws right now, pivotal. Since Westlake went into the bonus, they have made all four of their free throws. Mankel made both, as has Moat. It has led to an eight-point lead, but that three-point shot by Iden has made it a five-point advantage. Eight-team fouls for Johnson, five-team fouls for Westlake. There's 46.7 seconds left here in the region quarterfinal as Westlake is trying to punch their ticket to the region semifinal. L- Baseball pass lob into Mankel. Mankel beats the Dow. Races towards the basketball, now trying to play keep away, gets it over to Nielsen. Nielsen over to KJ. Mankel left all alone on the block and he scores. Mankel with seven big points here in the fourth quarter, and it's back up to a seven-point lead. Now a three-point shot here from Shane Johnson on the right wing. That one caroms all the way to Connor McManus. McManus holds on to the basketball, and he is fouled from behind. So Westlake will shoot baskets in the form of Connor McManus. Checking into the game momentarily there was Royal Mann. Man will stay on the floor because Taylor has just committed his fifth personal foul. He has fouled out of the ballgame. And McManus will go to the line to shoot the front end of the one-and-one. One. McManus, not a whole lot of opportunities from the free-throw line, but just an 82% free-throw shooter, but he missed some significant time with that concussion, and he drilled the first one. McManus with four points in the ballgame. Big free-throws here coming. McManus drills the second one. Five points in the game. It's now a nine-point advantage for Westlake, 75-66. to Johnson across the timeline. Final 19 seconds, looking for a free shot. Dribbles to the corner. Step-back three-pointer is no good. McManus with the rebound, and that should do it. He's going to lob it down to Nielsen, and Nielsen is going to stop. He's going to dribble the ball out, and Westlake will move on to the region semifinal. Nielsen will keep L.J. Brown... Away from the basketball, and that will do it. Westlake will move on. Johnson falls here in the third round of the playoffs, 75-66, to just the third loss this season. Westlake will move on to the region semifinal. On the other side of the bracket, we'll visit with Coach Lucero, who has all that information. But what a game for the Westlake Chaparrales and the Johnson Jaguars. Here on the campus of the Johnson Jaguars of buta in the Hayes Consolidated <laughs> Independent School District. But San Antonio Johnson's year comes to an end. They fall here 75-66. to And a brilliant matchup here that saw Westlake lead by 13 points in the first quarter and in the first half. And then... Johnson shot the lights out in the second quarter, scoring 25 points. They shot an insane 54% from beyond the three-point line in the second quarter. And every shot it seemed like they took went in for Johnson. They cut the lead to one point at the break after taking a lead momentarily with just moments to go in the second quarter. Westlake hanging tough in the third quarter, playing good defense, down by one at one point in the fourth quarter, and then a run. And Westlake able to manage it with big-time shots by big-time players in big-time moments. None bigger, of course, than two big threes by Cade Mankel and, of course, a three by Blake Nielsen as we await the postgame thoughts of Robert Lucero who joins us now. And, Coach, we knew before this ball game started we were going to have a district runner-up who, if Dow probably had not been hurt in that final with Clark, most likely would have won that game. They would have run the table in 28-6A, including the tournament. They dropped that game, but you knew before this started this was going to be the tough test out of San Antonio. Johnson every bit as advertised, and in the second quarter, talk about just – keeping your composure going into halftime in a tight game like this? Yeah, uh,
4: you know, it's just like the, the guys have been through uh, some tough games and have been challenged, um, especially earlier in the season. And then you get to district and, you know, uh, people, um, they prepare for you. So I thought our guys did a good job of staying even killed and staying in the moment. Uh, uh, they shot the ball really well, man, and it's, they're, they're very tough to guard they spread you out and then when they started hitting threes then you don't want to help and they got guys that can get downhill and so i thought uh, you know it's a, a tough matchup for us from the standpoint that they don't really play traditional bigs and since that they don't play traditional bigs, it spreads you out and we had to go to a little smaller lineup at the end uh, with kate and kj as our two bigs uh, to try to switch some more stuff and take the three-point line away
1: one of the things that we noticed in that last real uh, opportunity with the possession where you saw the big three-pointer from Cade Mankel then the big three-pointer by Nielsen unselfish basketball the extra pass here in the corner to Cade and then the extra pass to Blake in the corner one of those that is really if you were to sum this entire season up and really we talk about a a lot of that this in the football season with coach Dodge about team identity right there your star doesn't have it it's everybody else it's Team basketball, the extra pass, fundamentally sound in the half court. Talk a little bit about what that experience has been like dealing with the team, especially in key moments well, you like play, that. You know,
4: these guys have played together now for a couple of years. And K.J. Moe, Cade, Connor, Blake um, have, have played a lot of games together uh, going back to last year. And I think you build a trust over time. Uh, and KJ, you know, you, they're going to send guys to KJ in the post, and they did that against him today. And then uh, when they start loading up to him then, and he moves it and they find the extra man, uh, it's, it's what we talked about before. You can, ha- you can have a lot of confidence when you take that shot because you know it's the right shot for the team, not just for yourself but for the entire team. You need to take that one, uh, and then it allows us to rebound and get our defense set. But um, I thought they did a good job of, of staying in the moment against a team that was playing really well. Uh, you know, uh, it, uh, it wasn't like, um, you know, that, that, that we didn't, it wasn't like we played super poorly. You know, we would like to have been better defensively. You know, they had 40-some points at halftime, so I guess we did a little bit better job in the second half. Um, what they have, 41 at half? They had 41 at half, 25
1: yeah. in the second quarter. So yeah. 41, if you do the quick math, that's 25 points allowed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so 25 so. points in the second quarter versus 25 points scored in the yeah. second half. And
4: so, you know, we, we have a goal of 50, so I think, I think we did a little bit better job in the second half. And I think we can also talk about it. Uh, Coach Wilkes is the one that said a long time ago when we started coaching together that he feels like our defense gets better as we get more uh, used to what the other team is doing. And so, you know, in this game, uh, you know, the they, first quarter we started good, second quarter, man, they were torching us. But then as the game went on, our defense got better.
1: Well, I think also you had an opportunity to really understand that the, the game that Johnson brought to you, and, and you have to give them credit, obviously, because they did play very well, mm-hmm. but it really started to become a guard-heavy game. Yeah. You started to really understand – and I'm interested in this because this can be sometimes a blessing and sometimes a curse when you look at how many players that do so many different things for you. You played with Jaden Greathouse in the lineup defensively trying to, trying to spark some of that uh, defensive prowess. That seemed to work in, in about the six-minute mark in the fourth quarter. Then you saw the, the other lineup. She, take us through that mindset as you're coaching in a game. Well, what do you see normally that allows you to make those switches in key moments?
4: Well, you're trying to find the best lineup to guard them, and because of the way they play, you end up at certain times having um, some of our bigs playing on uh, defensively in situations that they're not accustomed to, and so then there might be a drive and kick where they give up a three, um, or they might get put in a situation. Um, where they're out on the top of the key versus traditionally where they are against a team that, has, that plays some bigs. And so we, we had to find some lineups where we could switch some stuff and we, we had guys more comfortable taking the three-point line away. It's not like Nakari and P uh, have to take away the three-point line um, in every game because you know, usually you have some bigs that they can hang around the rim and protect the basket, and so that was it. The next game will be different. O- O'Connor's a really good team. Uh, they beat Johnson early in the year. They play a little bit more traditional with the bigs, so we'll have some different matchups, and, and you know it just goes back to team. Everybody can be happy when we go in the locker room today. Maybe uh, you know they didn't get their number called today or as many minutes as some of the other games, but that doesn't mean that they're not needed for the next one.
1: So take us through the bracket. Where does Westlake sit right now heading into the region semifinal? You mentioned O'Connor. Talk, talk about the next round of opponents.
4: So now we're, we're Sweet 16. Um, this would be where we're going to the regional tournament, but now they're doing it at we're not having it at one site. So um, probably Tuesday, we'll play O'Connor and Clark, uh, Clark and Harlan, I believe uh, are the other games. Clark beat Bowie today on the last second shot. And so then uh, the two winners of those games, um, you know, win to get to the Final Four.
1: And we're used to this because I think fans know that, yes, we, the, the region tournament is definitely the goal, but because of COVID-19 protocols, the UIL has basically said, hey, look, we're, we're switching to a more of a, a neutral site the rest of the way until the state championship game. So that's for all of you listening out there on the Westlake Shap app and Westlakechaps.com This would be an opportunity to go to the region tournament. But again, this, the region semifinal game, we know who the opponent is with O'Connor, but we also so don't necessarily. Do we know uh, site and time no, on Tuesday we'll just talk yet? Tonight. We'll talk tonight. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, we'll make sure to let you know, Coach. Yes, enjoy sir. this victory. I much. know it's a quick turnaround, yeah, but congratulations. You. Appreciate it. That's head coach Robert Lucero. His team victorious this evening over the uh, Johnson Jaguars out of San Antonio in uh, District Twenty Eight Six A with a seventy-five to sixty-six win. We'll be right back for some statistical information right after this. Again, you're listening to live coverage of Westlake basketball only on the Westlake Shop app. All right, we're live inside of Texas Honey Ham. Joe Taylor alongside Taco Rob. Taco Rob, we know about the tacos at Texas Honeyham. We know how great breakfast is. I've got this big office meeting coming up later this week. Can I just do box lunches where everybody can just order what they want?
2: Oh, yeah, we've got box lunches that come with a cold sandwich, cooking the chip. We
1: could do a club box lunch, a pulled pork box lunch. We're even now offering a half a sandwich and a tiny salad box lunch for the healthy people. He's Taco Rob from Texas Ham. They're changing the world one taco at a time. Thanks, man. Thank you.
3: Plan your catering event at TexasHoneyham.com
5: the very best care when you're sick or injured or worried about your premature baby that's what you need and it's exactly what we deliver it's why we're the preferred healthcare provider of Central Texas and named one of the best in the country others say they're working to change healthcare for the better at St. David's Healthcare the best is here (laughs)
1: We welcome you back to live coverage here as our post-game coverage continues from Johnson High School in Buda here in the Hayes Consolidated Independent School District. Again, nice uh, playoff host here. In fact, uh, Hayes playing host in back-to-back games with Westlake. Of course, the, uh, by the area championship on Thursday was at Hayes High School. We're here at the newer high school. Uh, I should say the newest high school in Hayes. And uh, Johnson playing host. Westlake obviously still trying to figure out uh, time, place, But opponent is known. Westlake will play O'Connor out of uh, San Antonio. And uh, they will play. It's a tough third-round game as they do not uh, draw the uh, Valley team in the Final Four. But, again, this is the Sweet 16 in the state, the Final Four in the region, the right to play for a region final. And uh, we thank Coach John Polanco for his statistical analysis as we get official team stats at halftime and post and for San Antonio Johnson folks, they, with a whale of a second quarter, willed their way to stay in this one. Size mismatches all the way around. in fact, their tallest player, six foot five, did a number on KJ Adams down on the block. It just just their defense and athleticism really shined, and their ability to shoot the ball they end with sixty six points they made twenty five of fifty four shots for forty six percent from the field, sixteen of thirty two inside the three point line nine of twenty two so their three-point shooting cooled off significantly in the second half, but in the second quarter in the part of their shooting barrage included 54% from the three-point line in the first half. They scored 25 points in the second quarter in route to 41 first half points. They only scored 25 points in the third and fourth quarter combined. That is your stat of the day, folks, as Westlake's defense really locked down on Johnson. With that, they uh, finished their night off with 7 of 8 free throws made. That's 88% from the charity stripe. They grabbed 17 total rebounds, just out 4 assists, got a steal and a block. For the Westlake Chaparrales, as a team, impressive shooting. They made scored 75 points, 28 of 52 shots. That's good for 54% from the field, 18 of 25 inside the 3-point line. That's good for 72% of their shots made, 10 of 27 from the three-point line. That is 37%. 9 of 12 from the free-throw line, 75% crucial free-throws down the stretch between McManus, Moat, and Mankel, all of them making their free-throws, 6 of 6 in the fourth quarter with two minutes to go. And uh, they grabbed 29 rebounds, out-rebounding Johnson, 29 to 17 total Twenty one of those on the defensive glass, eight of those on the offensive glass. We'll take a look at uh final point totals as as uh Shane Johnson finishes with 19 points in the ballgame. Kendall Dow had 11 points in the first half, really quieted down his shooting. He tried a number of opportunities to get his game going offensively, wound up hitting uh, just two field goals in the second half along with a free throw. He finishes with 16 points. Mitch Iden lit it up from three-point land. He hit four three-pointers in this ballgame, had eight points in the first half. In the third quarter, he got four points, and that going into... The fourth quarter, he had 12 points, and he finishes with 18. Joseph Taylor only had two points, fouled out of the ball game. L.J. Brown didn't get a chance to get a free throw to fall, to get a the shot to fall. He had a foul. Richard and Richard Ricketts, who came in and provided some much-needed help down on the down on the boards and defensively, actually scored five points in the second quarter, but uh, was not heard from in the second half from the field. So again, a masterful job. Only three players scoring for Johnson in the second half that was Johnson Dow and Iden so with that the Westlake Chaparrales finish their evening and we take a look at the individuals Jaden Greathouse played 10 minutes mainly as a defensive player Connor McManus played 11 minutes scored five points was one of five from the field that one was a big three-pointer He shot 100% from the free throw line, grabbed two rebounds, and dished out an assist. Preston Clark, 17 minutes played. He scored two points. Again, that put-back shot in the first half. He was one of two from the field, one of one inside the three-point line, 0 for 1 from beyond the arc, and collected four rebounds and dished out two assists. Ian Moat. Played the majority of the game, 32 minutes, 16 points for Ian. Five of 11 shooting, one of three inside the three-point line. He made four three-pointers this evening. Good for 50% from beyond the arc for the senior. Shot two of three from the charity stripe, good for 67%. Grabbed four rebounds and dished out seven assists. 16 points and seven assists to go along with four rebounds for Moat. Nakari Gahan off the bench, 11 points in 11 minutes. Five of five from the field. And one of three from the charity stripe, he grabbed four rebounds in his 11 minutes. Blake Nielsen, 24 minutes played, scored nine points, three of seven from the field, good for 43%. 0 for 1 from uh, inside the three-point line, but he was three of six from beyond the arc, also connecting on 50% of his shots from three-point land. Had nine rebounds, one offensively and eight defensively. Cade Mankel, 25 minutes played 12 points 4 of 7 shooting 57% from the field 2 of 2 inside the three inside the three point line and 2 of 5 from beyond the arc that's good for 40% from a three point land and 2 of 2 in his two two trips to the foul line in the fourth quarter. Also dished out an assist. K.J. Adams finishes with 20 points overall, a 9-of-15 shooting. That's good for 60% for the game, 9-of-13 inside the three-point line, 0-for-2 from beyond the arc, 2-of-2 at the line, and collected five rebounds, two on the offensive glass, three on the defensive glass, dished out six assists and had a steal. So that's 20 points, five rebounds, and six assists. K.J. Adams and really we mentioned the stats the offensive glass a big part of that but the three point shooting and free throw shooting huge in the second half for Westlake and they finished the game 10 of 27 shooting from beyond the arc. That's good for 37%, 75% from the free throw line. So, again, very good clutch free throw shooting for Westlake at the end of the ballgame. It's been a pleasure covering this one as Westlake victorious here. 75 to 66, a nine-point advantage. And the region semifinal will take place next week, probably on Tuesday, as one-half of the Final Four here in Region 4, pits Westlake against O'Connor. We'll give you date, time, and location when it becomes available as Westlake moves on to the region tournament. First time the champs have been that far down the road in the playoffs since their state run back in 2019. But that will do it for our coverage here as Westlake moves on from the region quarterfinals to the region semifinal, as Westlake will take on O'Connor next week. We'll be on the air for the Westlake Chapman app 10 minutes before tip. And, of course, we'll have live coverage for you throughout the way. Hope you join us. Thanks for joining us this evening. Again, your final score, Westlake defeats Johnson as they move to 26-1, and 27-1 overall, and move on to the region semifinal. Again, your final score, Westlake 75, Johnson 66. I'm Joe Taylor. Have fun storming the castles, and we'll see you Next time, this is Westlake Basketball.
0: You've been listening to Westlake Basketball. Westlake Basketball is presented by Number Nine Productions and powered by the Westlake Chef Club. Westlake Basketball is brought to you by Independence Title, Wayne's Capital Bank, Elite Heating and Air, Cobert Auto Group, CryoFit Recovery and Wellness, and presented by Austex, Benson Debt, Elticon, Wealth Management, Raising Kane's Chicken Fingers, Hendrick Auto Group, The Belger Insurance Agency, and brought to you by Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology and Dr. Mike Johnson. Cricket Shirts, Picaro's Cafe and Cantina, amaji Bank, Texas Honey Ham, Steam Team, White Glove Storage and Delivery. Cat Creek Burger Company, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, and by Mighty Fine Burgers, Fries, and Shakes.